0: Well, Q fans, it's that time of the year again. But the thing is, in recent times, it's that time where we gotta sweat it out again. Yes, I think Syracuse is getting too comfortable being on the bubble. That's what I think. Yeah, year in, year out lately, that seems to be the talk. It's not where is Syracuse gonna be in the tournament, but if they're gonna be in the tournament. This year, no exception. Right now, Syracuse is seated 8th in the ACC tournament, and their whole thing begins tomorrow against North Carolina State. They've beaten the Wolfpack twice in the regular season. But, you know, year in, year out, it's become a cardiac use to see if Syracuse is getting in the tournament. You know, there maybe needs to be a few changes. Of course, some people think... Maybe Bayheim's gotten a little too comfortable having Syracuse be a bubble team. Well, you know what? Syracuse has got the reputation they shouldn't be a bubble team. We should be getting the recruits. Of course, they're going to the Blue Bloods. And while I'm on the subject, I'm going to just say, hey, what have happened to all the Blue Bloods this year? Kentucky. It's going to take an extreme miracle for them to make any tournament. Yeah, boy, did Kentucky collapse with a thud this year. Duke, they really have to maybe win the ACC tournament if they're going to be getting into the NCAAs. Oh, well, maybe a or two may get them to the NIT. But, I mean, Duke, they're struggling. North Carolina probably needs a winner, two to get into the NCAA tournament. Even Kansas is another great blue blood, having trouble. Yeah, the the ones to beat this year look like Gonzaga and Baylor, who up until a few years ago wasn't even in on the conversation for college basketball big time. But you know what? The Bears have moved in, and of course, Gonzaga's always been part of the conversation for a while. But it seemed they uh, exit early in the tournament. But they made it all the way to the final a couple of years ago. But, I mean, we'll see. Syracuse, I mean, you're too comfortable on the bubble. It's time we got off the bubble. And it's time you caused some noise. We may, have, We're probably going to have to beat North Carolina State. And maybe surprise Tony Bennett and Virginia. To maybe make it into the NCA tournament, otherwise NIT bound, you know. Get off the bubble, Syracuse. We don't need this. Speaking of the bubble, you know the bubble burst for the Miners girls. A COVID test sadly ended their uh, season and ended any hopes of their turn of their Section Five tournament hopes. But the boys kept on pushing, they made it in as a sixth seed in Class C, two. And, you know, they could have had a pretty good amount of road lag yesterday because they had to journey all the way down to Wellsville to play them. They journeyed down, and the, not only was there no road lag, they thumped Wellsville on their own court, 67-41. Now they got Charles G. Binney High School a Christian non-denominational school in Penfield in suburban Rochester as their next opponent. And I mean, if they make it to the finals, it'll be en- against another couple special schools from Rochester, either North Star Christian or the World of Inquiry. ah uh-huh. Well, enough aside there of the Uh, of the uh, of the ceremonies if you ask me but you know Miners keep pushing on looking good Miners boys and of course I mean it's like I said it was sad to see that the Miners girls tournament season had to end early but now Miners is gonna have a pretty good volleyball team plus also the football team starts up that's right A couple fall sports have moved to spring just for this year. And then they play their season, and in mid-April, hopefully the regular spring sports start up. Yep, softball, baseball, track, all of them. And I mean, it's a nightmare for the athletic directors around here. It's a nightmare for Mr. Ferrara, and a nightmare for the the best AD in the... Section 5, the one and only Crystal Kent. Oh, who knows? They can do the job, let's see. Good luck to the Miners boys in the Section 5 tournament. Now, I mean, everybody is talking about that interview Oprah Winfrey did with Prince Harry and Princess Megan. And I tell you what, some of what I heard is quite disturbing seems as though i mean that like he calls it the firm which is the monarchy apparently kind of likes to act british why well, what i mean is hey apparently they don't like outsiders coming in and the thing but you know prince harry and princess megan like love each other and it shouldn't matter about the color of her skin And of course, one of the most disturbing revelations of that interview was, hey, when Prince Archie was born, I mean, they say he wasn't going to be given a title, that he wasn't even going to be given protection. You know what that would have done? That would have put a big price on Archie's head, you know? That's all some radical would have needed, was to hear that the, there'd be no protection for a mem- member of the royal family. And also, I mean, the allegations of racism because of me- Megan's skin color. I mean, she's only ha- half African American. But, I mean, some of the disturbing allegations. And, of course, the British press and everybody else all over it. No right to privacy. Not even some basic life things for both Prince Harry and Princess Meghan. And of of course, he wouldn't reveal who said that about Archie's potential skin color. But I digress. Why should that be an issue? He's a member of the royal family. I mean, some of what I heard, outrageous. And of course, everybody's worried about Prince Philip. 99 having undergone a heart procedure and I'm hoping that he makes it to a hundred I've always found Prince Philip to be a pretty decent affable gentleman if you know what I mean And of course you gotta wonder about how, what Queen Elizabeth's doing in the midst of all of this And also all, all the rest of them Prince William apparently the relationship between the brothers is estranged same thing with him and Prince Harry and Prince Charles. Of course, everybody remembers the damning interview Princess Di gave in 1995. Two years later, she ends up dead. I mean, it's, uh, there's been a, a whole lot of things talked about that. But part of me believes that maybe she was taken out in some way or another. Of course, that's never going to be proven. So you know, Prince Harry, I kinda wonder if he's gonna peer for his life. As I mean, with this, you gotta wonder if they put a price on his or Princess Meghan's heads. We'll see. Oh, oh it was really interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. And last but not least, I'm gonna go from seriness, seriousness to humor. There's a pitcher who signed a pretty good two-year extension. And his last name is Odorizzi. Oh, I kind of wonder. Some unique names have been in baseball lately. Odorizzi. You know what? I don't know if it smells, but that's maybe how some people like their eggs. Odorizzi. And of course, the player for the Texas Rangers, Runed Odor. You know what? There is an Odor about it, especially his batting average. And it stinks! And of course, there were two pitchers. You know, there was one named Milton, whose last name was the seventh letter of the alphabet. G! No, G-T-E. And last but not least, there was actually a pitcher named J.J. Putz. Oh, hey, there's a Putz there, but you don't have to be a prick about it. That's all I got time for this week, and there's my thoughts. See you next week.